You're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 94, featuring special guest Caitlin Hopkins, head of the musical theater program at Texas State University. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Berra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic, or join our Facebook group, The Actor Aesthetic Alliance. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Musical theater college auditions are right around the corner, and if you're a high school junior or senior, you're going to want to listen up. To ease your anxieties, I created the ultimate guide to preparing for musical theater college auditions in five steps. This is the very first online course dedicated to taking you step-by-step through the musical theater college audition process. To get started now, go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash college prep. Well, hey there, friends. It's Maggie, and today we are talking all about the impact that COVID-19 currently has on college auditions. We are honored to have the lovely Caitlin Hopkins join us today. I myself got my BFA in musical theater from Texas State University, where Caitlin is the proud head of the musical theater department. Caitlin Hopkins is an award-winning actress, director, and educator, and has worked in theater, film, and television for over 30 years. In 2009, she created the BFA Musical Theater Program at Texas State University, recently named one of the top 10 musical theater programs in the nation. As an entrepreneur, she is the co-founder of Living Mental Wellness, which is a holistic evidence-based company that offers educational programs to enhance mental wellness for performing artists through an integrated scientific life skills model. In addition, she is the proud creator and president of Fontis Green Apple Dry Throat Lozenges in partnership with OcuSoft, a multi-million dollar pharmaceutical company. Fontis is the official lozenge of Hamilton, the musical, and many other Broadway shows and national touring companies. As an educator, she received the 2016 Presidential Award for Excellence in Teaching from Texas State University and was recognized by Broadway Dreams Foundation as an innovative voice in education. As an actress, her Broadway credits include Noises Off, Anything Goes with Patti Lapone, and originating the role of Mama Who in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. She has half a dozen cast album credits to her name and has originated multiple roles off-Broadway, including Bat Boy the Musical, Bear, a pop opera, The Great American Trailer Park Musical, and Nikki Silver's Beautiful Child. In this episode, I chat with Caitlin about how and why she began the BFA Musical Theater Program, tips for pre-screen videos, how COVID-19 is impacting the future of college auditions, and her best advice for enjoying the process and celebrating your wins. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Thank you so much for joining us on the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. I'm so excited to get to chat with you today, and I've missed you so much. I missed you too, honey, and there go the dogs. (laughs) I literally just said, the minute you start recording, the corgis are going to go crazy. It's adorable. You started Texas State's musical theater program in fall of 2009. 2009. 
what led you to transition from a life in performing to educating at a collegiate level? Yeah, that's a good question. The main answer is because they asked. You know, I mean, it really was, it wasn't something that I was looking to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It was an opportunity that came through a series of of sort of um, odd coincidences, I'm going to say, right? Sometimes the universe uh, makes decisions for you and and steers you in a direction that you didn't know you were supposed to go. And and that's really what happened, um, was that John Fleming, who was the chair at the time here, and he's now our Dean of Fine Arts and Communications, reached out to me and said that they were looking for an industry professional to design a BFA musical theater program for young professionals um, and sort of designed by professionals for young professionals, mm-hmm. right? They were interested in thinking outside the box. They were interested in allowing me to create a program where it was a holistic approach to training. Mm. It was a very integrated uh, curricular approach. Like all the faculty were under one umbrella. We weren't farming anything out to music schools or dance schools. You know, we were literally uh, recruiting faculty that were going to collaborate, create a curriculum together. And their only jobs were going to be to serve the musical theater students. Hmm. And that was a, a very sort of new and, and innovative idea at the time. And it was very exciting to me. Um, I was born and raised in, in show business, as you know, my whole family, <laughs> right? Uh, like quite legit, born in a trunk. Um, you know, and I think that the perspective that I, that I had from sort of growing up in the industry and having all my whole family in the business and then spending 30 years in the profession myself was was sort of you know just just a exciting way yeah. to uh, approach um, training in an academic environment and sort of all of those connections and relationships to the industry and and sort of different ways to think about training as you know we started a whole mental wellness curriculum here and vocal health curriculum and nutrition and fitness and all that stuff sort of training the whole artist and also the business the business labs you know. Mm-hmm. Where, we're making sure that um, that our students, our alumni, are able to navigate the, the business aspects, of which which you know you've encountered. I mean, you know, you've got to know uh, how to run your business. You can't just whack your face really well. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to read a contract and negotiate a contract and mm-hmm. do your taxes, and you have to know how to give a good interview. <laughs> yep. Right. How to market yourself. And how to be a professional and, and a decent human with integrity and know how to manage your life, both on a personal level and a business level. Um, and so that was sort of, you know, what they were interested in doing. And that was so exciting to me. Yeah. I thought, you know, I'll always have an opportunity to do another show. I'm not willing, right? <laughs> one hopes one is always wanted. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, Jim, my husband and I both felt that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I had been raised by parents who taught me that being an artist meant being of service, that being an artist meant serving your community, um, serving humanity, healing, enlightening, educating, enriching, moving forward. Um, We're storytellers. And, And that's how we learn is through storytelling, right? Beautifully put. I mean, it's how we teach our children. <laughs> yeah. 
we teach them we teach them through stories we teach them through stories in the bible through the torah in the you know like children's books and we take them to theater we listen to music we take them to museums and we educate through storytelling and mm. so that um that mission was something that was very ingrained in me from the time i was a child and also i i just i just love being around that energy, you know, the creative energy of young artists who are hungry and want to learn and want to create and want to change the world. Like that's inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. And I learn as much from you guys as, as you know, uh, you do from, from us, I hope. Mm. So I don't know that that's, that's sort of how we got here. And I'll be honest, Maggie, I wasn't sure we were going to stay. Yeah. I you actually know, didn't like, know this. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we sort of came down here to, like make a thing right like yeah we're, we're like we're builders it. we build yeah. stuff you know yeah. let's build something and see what happens you know and then you know we were here for like i don't know i think it was like we we're half halfway through the third year and i remember jim and i sitting on the deck and him saying caitlin i think we should think about selling our apartment in new york like i I don't think we're going and so you still had your apartment in New York at this oh, time? Oh, yeah. Are oh, my gosh. On the Upper West Side. You don't give up a condo on the Upper West Side two blocks from Central Park. For, okay. You know. Yeah. You know, and being a teacher, um, you know, not as lucrative as, as my acting career. You know what I mean? It was like a little bit of a pay cut, but I was happy. You know, uh -huh. like we were so happy here. And, and we really wanted to keep going because the other thing that was so exciting about um, creating a program uh, within Texas State University is that they were really interested in um, us wanting to start a new works program, right? To develop oh. new plays, develop new musicals, bringing in industry professionals to work with the students right. and to sort of collaborate with the professional industry on that level. And because of that, you know, all of a sudden, like all these other doors were opening hmm. and the opportunity that I had to do research on uh, mental wellness for performing artists and, you know, um, start living mental wellness and all that stuff. And Fontis, even, you know, even the dry throat lozenge that I created was a direct result of, of being here. Wow. And the opportunities that, that, um, that this, the doors that it opened. So yeah we were like halfway through year three and we realized like we weren't going anywhere we mm. loved it. <laughs> i wanted to keep going yeah so uh you know sold the apartment and built a pool here and the rest is history <sighs> great <pool. laughs> well i'm glad you stayed <laughs> i'm glad i did too you know i always look out at the swimming pool and i'm like that's the pool that the apartment <laughs> in new york built <laughs> Ain't it the truth? Ain't it the yeah, truth? Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so switching gears just a little bit because this is super on everyone's mind right now. Yes. With the coronavirus still being a really big issue, how has the college audition process already changed for Texas State this coming fall? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's what, here's what I'm going to um, preface this with. The reason I made the decision that I made is because I care about equality. Because what we decided is that we're going to do everything virtually. And Does we this were, mean the entire process? The entire process. The entire process is going And virtually. I think mm -hmm. Texas State and Elon um, were the Fair. first two schools 
to come out and say, hey, you know what? We're calling this now. We're calling it early and yeah. we are going to have live virtual callbacks hmm. in a Zoom room. The pre-screen process is exactly the same. Nothing has changed. Everybody has to prepare the exact same way. Now, the reason I did that is because there's no way to know between January and, you know, for beginning of January and the end of February when all the auditions happen, the callbacks happen, right? If everyone would be able to audition in person. There's there was, no way of There's knowing. no way to know that, right? And there was a really strong possibility that some kids would get to do their callbacks in person and some wouldn't. Hmm. And not just because of COVID, but because of how families have been impacted financially. Yep. And I just thought, you know what? I, I, I want to make it as inexpensive <laughs> and as fair as possible in a moment. And I know it's hard for you guys out there who are going to audition for college and you're thinking, oh my God, oh my God, it's going to be online. And, uh, you know, am I going to have as good a shot? Trust me. It, the, the, you getting into these programs is not remotely hindered by you doing your callback in a virtual space. Hmm. It's going to be the exact same 15 minutes with the faculty. The exact hmm. same, right? You're going to do your material. We're going to get to know you. You're going to get to know us. We're going to give you an adjustment to see how you take direction. We're going to laugh. I'm going to talk to you about your essay because I want to hear about your hobbies. You always do. Sibling. Yeah, like I'm going <laughs> to ask you, I'm going to have like your essay in front of me highlighted and I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, you went to, you climbed Kilimanjaro? Why? You know, who does that? Um, tell me about that, right? I'm going, uh, what else are we going to do? You know, we're going to, I mean, it, it's an exchange of information. You guys are yeah. auditioning us as much as we're auditioning you, right? And so, Although, again, it's not going to be as fun for you or us, but the information that you give us is the same and the information that we give you is the same, right? Mm. That doesn't change. And I think that making it more cost effective by not having all the traveling for everybody, right? And knowing that you're all going to have the same experience makes it fair and equal. What wouldn't be fair and equal is if some of you got to be in the room and some of you didn't. Because then that is a different experience, right? And I think Absolutely. that does put people at an advantage that isn't a fair one. In, in my opinion, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people who disagree with me. Um, so having said that, here are things that we're doing to make that experience better. You'll be in a waiting room with some of our bobcats, as you would be if you were here. They're always in the lobby and in the hallway, like loving on you guys and talking to you and making sure you're okay and making sure you have what you need. And you'll, you'll be in that waiting room, virtual waiting room with them and hanging out with them and talking until it's, you know, you'll know before you're going to go in the room, like, okay, hmm. they're ready for you now. Are you ready? You know, and then we'll put you in the Zoom room and we'll, and we'll move forward and we'll have like 15 minutes. Got plenty Great. of time. We have tons of time. Now, here are the things that are sad, right? That are not the same. Which is that you don't, if you were going to see us on campus instead of like at one of the unified events, right? You don't get to see campus. Here's what we're doing, okay? Again, to be cost effective and also help you guys make 
the decisions, right? How are you going to make your decisions if you can't come to campus? Well, here's, here's the answer. I've already thought about it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone we make offers to, we are going to ask you to come to campus. My guess is, let's all be hopeful and positive, that by the time we make those offers, March, April, you will mm. be able to come visit, okay? And sit in on classes and see a show and see the campus, right? My hope is that those of you that we make auditions of, make auditions for, make <laughs> offers to, mm-hmm. will come visit us in person once we do that, okay? In the meantime, we've created videos of our students taking you on a campus tour, our students taking you on a building tour of both facilities. We had two of our freshmen do the funniest, they're so hilarious, Emiliano <laughs> and Marcus, they're, it's hilarious. They did a video in the freshman dorm and showed you their rooms and everything in the freshman dorm. Y'all, y'all are in the same dorm, right? It's, they're all in Rotama, which has been renovated and is beautiful. And, uh-huh. and so they take do that. I like ran around town like an idiot, right? Like showing them the river, showing them the square. <laughs> and, and we put out, you know, um, a 911 to the alumni. And we're like, we need kids to be able to know mm. what's the curriculum like what's austin like what's san antonio like what's san marcos where the school is what's it like what was your experience like in the program did you minor in something what was your experience with showcase did you get an agent what you know all those things that you guys mm. want to know about i think i conservatively have like 40 videos that were sent by alumni and we've organized them in folders by they're all like 10 minutes long they're all well yeah some of them are a little long i mean you know chris clark can talk a little but um but what's really great is we organize them by by topics by what the alumni were were chatting about now some of them i mean i think like stephen brower's in like seven folders because i think he covered like everything he ever went through at texas However, those links, the minute we call you back, I'm going to send you a link to those videos. Great. And you can watch them to your heart's content and get, get lots of information from the students. And as part of the virtual callback, obviously, we're going to do a program overview with the oh, faculty. So You're going to get to do, a, a, you know, all you get to talk to us and ask us questions. We're going to tell you all about the program and the curriculum, and you can ask us questions. Then you're going to have a Q&A with just the students. And then, Maggie, you know how um, involved our Bobcat parents are. Mm-hmm. So we've got Bobcat parents who are going to do a panel oh. for the, the, the parents that want to have a chat about it. Um, awesome. And share stuff as well. So um, I, think that, I think that the students are going to get lots and lots of good information mm-hmm. that will help them determine whether this is a good fit for them, whether they want to keep us on their list, you know, how they, how they feel. Um, and, and then, like I said, we make, make someone an offer, then, you know, we'll say, come on, come on to campus and let's, Mm. you know, give you all that information again in person. Y'all are really going above and beyond. And I love that. I think that's so important. Well, I mean, it's the least we can do, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a difficult process under the best circumstances isn't Mm. you know so and i think it's important for your listeners to also um remind themselves we're all going through this together all of us 
all the faculty at every university, all of you guys, all of your families, we're all going through this together and we're all going through it for the first time. It's not like we've done this yeah. before, right? <laughs> so you should feel good in knowing that we're all making this up as we go along. Yeah. And I mean, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of program heads because we're all friends, right? <laughs> and we literally, it's hilarious. I can it's only like imagine what that group text is doing oh my God, right now. <laughs> no, we actually Zoom. We actually Zoom oh. together too. And we're like, okay, what happened? What happened to, you know, at your school this week? Here's what happened at mine. God. Well, are you guys going to do dance virtually? How are you going to do it? What kind yeah. of masks are you guys using? Like all of us hmm. are sharing all of the information, everything we're going through. We're all collaborating together to make sure that our recruits and our current students have the best opportunities and experiences that they can possibly have under the circumstances hmm. right because that's yeah. all we can do it's all you can together. do yeah. texas state is taking part in the the common pre-screen yes they've always oh yes i was one of the people that helped make it happen thank you <laughs> you're welcome thank you i was i was the person who was you know emailing god hey guys Caitlin, come on we, we gotta do this. i wish i had that when i was auditioning it would make life yeah. so much easier but when i started auditioning i mean pre-screens oh, were just becoming a thing you know yeah and now it's oh, like night yeah. and day now now everybody does pre-screens and you yeah. know we, we have we also we must thank the paper mill playhouse right because it was the yeah. paper mill playhouse and steven there who hmm. you know spearheaded this and he contacted me and a couple other you know people that he knew that were in academia friends mm -hmm. courtney young being another, awesome. another faculty another university that is is really funny you guys will appreciate this so he sent us a spreadsheet and he was like look here, we have all, you know, because they've got that whole educational division there, right? You know, because you. Yeah, I love Stephen too. He's yeah, awesome. He, he He's worked, so great. Stephen Augusto. Yes. Yeah, so you know all this. But so they have a whole educational division. It's extraordinary what they do at the Paper Mill Playhouse. If you guys don't know about it, you should check it out. So, long story short, he sends me the spreadsheet and he's like, okay, here's an example of if one of our students in our college program are auditioning for 12 schools here are how many different pre-screens they have to make and it was like that's a ludicrous number it was like 30 different videos because yeah. now the reason everybody was so specific was because we're trying to be helpful right but if any of us had our like some of us would say hey put your slate at, as part of the video do your slate yeah differently we have a medium shot, whatever. Everyone was yeah. slightly different. And so it meant, and I was like, well, that's crazy. Like 32 videos for 12 schools. <laughs> so we got it down, I think, to nine, right? So now, depending on how many schools, you know, but we we unified that pre-screen process. God bless Stephen and the paper mill. They hosted an amazing brunch for a bunch of the heads of the programs. And we all sat around and kibitzed. And talk and came to an agreement. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> doing the good work. Yeah, yeah. He did that in New York, in like a really fancy restaurant, like oh right before <laughs> New York Unifieds. They like hosted us and took us to brunch, and we and we spent hours like figuring it out. And then several months later, when we we're in Chicago Unifieds, they took us to dinner. 
but really fancy and they're like okay great so now you guys have agreed on all this stuff how about all this stuff and so carnegie would be like okay so at carnegie what we need is blah 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 and syracuse would be like well at syracuse what we need is blah blah it's a grand meeting and michigan would be like well the problem with us is we have a ballet bar right and so we be <laughs> hilarious and we all just figured it out and oh, now boy. i think i mean i don't know how many schools are in a the lot. pre-screen now but it's got to be i mean a lot or so yeah it's a lot yeah there's a lot and there's more joining every day so speaking of i know you mentioned earlier you know you were just talking very briefly about like are you doing a virtual dance call like what is that like is that happening someone actually asked me is that a thing so i know you guys are doing the pre-screens the common pre-screen right but once a student is accepted to audition over zoom yes in the upcoming Mm -hmm. couple of months right Mm -hmm. a callback what is the dance Um, look like yeah what's the what's the dance look like yeah that's going to be really interesting i think that um there's sort of a couple answers to that question. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of conversations happening between all of the schools mm-hmm. about like, hmm, how are we going to do that? <laughs> Everybody's like, hmm, do we try it? Do we, you know, everyone's I don't, thinking, I don't have an answer. Yeah, yeah, I don't have an answer, <laughs> right? Um, and so what Cassie and I were talking about, and, and this is our plan right now, you know, I suppose it could change. It could right. change because we are actually going to do a test run of it okay. in August with some students, some um, kids who are taking a master class, like, a, you know, those college audition master classes. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a test run with them and see how it goes and then ask them what their experience was. And, and we're also going to make sure that it gives us the information we need. And then if we think it's awesome, that's probably what we're going to do. Okay. Um, if we change our mind, it'll be because we did the test run and we discovered it, it wasn't helpful. Yeah. Okay. So, but here's the plan. We already have your pre-screen dance sample. Right. And so we're using that. Everybody's using that, right. As, as good information, mm-hmm. because really the purpose of the dance call is twofold. The first purpose is, do we put you in a beginning, an intermediate, or an advanced class? Right. That's the main reason, right? The second reason is for you to get to know us and what we do and how we do it, Mm -hmm. right? So Cassie's like, gosh, you know, we run our dance call kind of like a dance class so that they learn and they get something out of it and they get a sense of me as a teacher. Gee, I hate to lose that. How do we accomplish them having that experience? with Mm. me right so actually the thing that we're looking at doing is actually more for the student than it is for us does that Mm -hmm. make sense yes because the pre-screen dance video can pretty much answer the question beginning intermediate or advanced right absolutely it's just about what class you go into so what we're considering doing is a very 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 short 20 to 40 second combination that Cassie will, when we call you people back, um, will give them a link to her teaching that. And okay. it'll be really, really short, but it's really going to be about uh, storytelling, yeah. right? Storytelling through movement as um, opposed to technique. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? So it'll be an opportunity to try the combination a couple different ways, not mm. just once record it a couple times for us, try it this way, try it that way. If you're a more advanced dancer, try this. So it really is 
um, more just sort of uh, an exchange of information, a way to get to know mm. us a little bit better. Um, it's not going to make or break anybody getting into the program. Right, dance, it's just another, it's just a component of many components. Right. So um, for someone who's a mover, it, it's really just about, well, how do you want to tell the story? Exactly. Someone who's a dancer is like, well, how do you want to tell the story? Yeah. It, uh, you know, that's all. <laughs> it's like storytelling through movement, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and we will ask them to send that to us before they do their in-Zoom room singing, acting. Okay. And that way, if Cassie has any questions or she wants to talk to them, right, she'll already have watched that and, and, and we great. can have a chat about it in the room, right? So it should be pretty painless. I, I think the idea of having a dance call online is uh, horrifying. And you know what <laughs> Cassie's talking about is something that can be done very safely in a six by right. six face right? right not something that you know you're gonna have to do a triple and whack your face and you know n- no something that is um storytelling movement based that can be done in a small space safely and you know yeah. just a, a little a little bit more information for us in addition to whatever dancing that's great yeah and yeah. like i said that could change that's what's on the website right now <laughs> I, I, don't prom- I don't promise it'll still be there when you guys get called back <laughs> so check back later <laughs> Should prospective students be preparing differently than they would for a normal audition? Nope. I did create a a document for students that are auditioning that will be on the website of like tips on how how to set up your lighting and your camera and your, you know, um, your sound and, you know, lots and lots of, of tips and good information on how to also have your virtual callback in a really successful way. Okay. Right. So in terms of how they're preparing their material, that's not the same different, right? Hmm. How, how they prepare the space that they're going to do their callback in, you know, it's, it's small things like, you know, hardwire into ethernet. So you don't have internet problems yeah you know things like that so um i think that uh i I hope that that information will help them have um feel confident Hmm. in going into into their virtual callback because they'll have been given lots of suggestions and guidelines of how to make the space successful and it's something that actors have to do regardless of the situation um adapting to a space that they're in you know, that's the thing is, you know, I'm not sure even when COVID is past us, you know, yeah. a lot of the auditioning, um, certainly with videos, um, yeah. will remain, you know, yeah. and I hope that final, final callbacks will, will, you know, again, be done in person. <laughs> Please, dear but, God. <laughs> you know, for the foreseeable future, the industry is also casting virtually. I mean, we're following the industry standard, and for your your listeners who who don't know what that term means, it, it is as it sounds, right? Industry standard just means like what the industry is currently doing. Mm-hmm. We follow that, right? So, the industry that that's we are literally doing exactly what Bernie Telsey's office is doing in right. casting things right now. Yeah, right. so um, we're mimicking uh, what the industry is doing currently, hmm. which I think is smart. Like you said, you got to learn how to do it anyway. That's true. Can you take me back real quick to the, to, you know, mid-March, how did the pandemic affect your senior class? 
who were oh. about to be, you know, were about to graduate and were about to do a senior showcase. How did, how yeah, did it, it affect oh, the class and how did you make that shift? I don't know that we did make the shift. Yeah. It was, it was devastating. Yeah. It was absolutely devastating. Hmm. And, you know, you can offer perspective till the cows come home, right? <laughs> like, oh, at least you're healthy and at least this and at least that. I don't care. None of it. You know, when you take away seminal, mo like moments that are markers, you know, their final production. Their final know, production. For, I mean, that production of Guys and Dolls, Maggie, the work that I could only imagine doing the work <laughs> that those students were doing was yeah. so extraordinary. And it was such, it was such a diverse and inclusive concept, like the whole concept of that show and what mm -hmm. Tom DeBello, the director was doing with it was so exciting. And to not be able to finish their work and have closure on it. I, I don't know how you, you, you don't get over those disappointments. No, you don't. You, you, you live with them. You work through them. And you, you know, get up to fight another day and, and you, you know, um, how do you make up for a diploma showing up in the mail, not getting to walk with your class and your families getting to celebrate together, all mm. of us together, your, your, your teachers, your families, you know, that moment, um, their showcase, you know, which is still on hold. We're still going to do it, by the way. Are you still planning on doing it in person when it's safe? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah my plan right now, because you know Broadway's not going to necessarily be back in January, right? Like, we know that's not no, right. Absolutely <laughs> so, not. Yeah. And even if it is, like, there may be a few things that are and a few things that are up in February or March or April, whatever, right? But they're going to be busy doing that. Yeah. Their focus is going to need to be on that. So my guess is that next May... Hmm will we will be able to do showcase for the current graduating class right and last year's class this past hmm. year's class and so we will do both of them in may now we still had a delivery system for those artists to get their work out there and they they all also have so many relationships with industry professionals already yeah you know from all the guest artists that have come down and yeah. so much um so there's lots of uh you know a bunch of them have been signed by agents already and you know, great even without their showcase yeah so i were think they still that... able to send out were they able to send out any oh, videos yeah. to agents at all or mm -hmm. yep. yeah yeah i sent you know all kinds of stuff good to agents and casting people so you know it was again it it, it was a different delivery system but yeah. it still got out there it's just um it's just sad yeah it's just sad that, you know, that they got to kind of put it all on hold. But everybody's put, everybody's on hold, right? They're in good company. They're in good company with their friends and colleagues graduating from Michigan and CCM and Carnegie, yeah. Elon and Webster and every, you know, all every, in the same every boat. program in the country. Mm -hmm. All those graduates are in the same boat. And the industry is there and ready and waiting to celebrate them when they get there. One of the things that we did to answer your question is that we, you know, we called up every, like the casting people and the agents and we're like, hey, can you zoom into class this week with the seniors? Because Great. they're just not okay. 
Yeah. And they need to know that everything's going to be okay and hear from you, right? So, you know, like everybody, like all the agents, the casting people were all like, you know, I, every every class <laughs> after spring break, I would show up in the seniors and I'd be like, okay, I have a surprise for you today. Yes. Today, Gavin Creel's showing up to give to have a chat with you. Today, Michael Goddard from CGI. You know, so they, they had lots of... Um, Lots of wonderful opportunities to Good. to do Q and A's and talk to and visit with you know uh, folks in the industry who were who were there to help them navigate it. Good. Um, and then last class, I had all the alumni show up. Like literally, put like I mean, I think we had probably twenty or thirty <laughs> alumni wow. show up and surprise yeah. them, and there was a lot of crying. <laughs> but it was a it was a great way to to celebrate our last BFA class together. Mm. Circling back real quick to the audition process for college, do you have any quick self-tape tips for pre-screens that you find really set a video ahead of the game? Something that you just admire in a pre-screen? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that happened the last couple of years, which has been kind of fun, yeah. is the addition of the wildcard video, which yeah. didn't exist when you auditioned for me. I nope. remember every moment of your audition, young lady, in that... <laughs> Oh my God. Conference room in Chicago. <laughs> oh no. Every minute of it. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I did make this child an offer in the room. Oh. I was like, damn girl, you're good. Want to come to Texas? All right. Um, oh boy. What was I just talking about? Oh yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Please great. The last couple of years, right. We added this, we, you know, the collective, we in the, in the, in the educational industry, God. um, they added this like wildcard video. It's like, Hey, just do whatever, like show us something about literally you. whatever too. Right. Absolutely. Literally anything. Whatever. No, anything. Wow. It's, it's like, if you're a mad tapper, you can tap about it. If you ride a unicycle, you can do that. If you like Dr. Pepper, tell us about Those are all things that I actually happened last year. And some of them are wow. songwriters and, and wrote, you know, played their ukulele and sang us a song. I mean, the wildcard video, I, I think, I love the wildcard video. I love it so much. It's, it's usually the first thing I watch. It's the first thing you watch. Well, because I'm seeing you, I'm seeing yeah. them in their natural habitat. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And and I love it. Um, I love the slate not being, like, also when they slate them sounding like humans, right? Like, just the way you and I are talking. Like, hey, yeah. I'm Caitlin. I'm going to be singing blah, blah, blah. Right? Just not not getting over-formalized or... Mm. You know, breathing, being comfortable, sharing whatever they want to share with us. Hmm. You know, they don't have to prove anything to us. They don't. We got to prove something to them that we're worth That's their true. $5. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, um, boy. But I, I would say, you know, use that wild card video. Yeah. Use it as an opportunity to tell me something that I don't know about you. Yeah. Some, you know, what do you and your best friend do? Like, do are you on a bowling league? Do yeah. you, you know, what, who, who are you? What do you do? That, that's not musical theater. Yeah. Something that you that's might it. not get to show you or any of the faculty in, in an audition right. room, in an audition setting. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most brilliant wild cards I have ever seen. Oh, no. 
Oh my gosh. It was so brilliant because, you know, I think it's like 60 seconds, right? It's or 90 yeah. seconds, right? That you... <laughs> this is one kid. He went to Michigan. He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> I won't tell you his name, but I, I think he's freaking amazing. So he does this wild card video, right? And he, he taps and he also plays the drums. But he's like, oh, how am I going to do that? Both those things in 60 seconds or whatever it was. So he did them both at the same time. Does that make sense? Like split, like split screen. I, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was so brilliant. Um, and a, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of students last year were just like super creative with the story that they told me yeah. about themselves. And I'll, and I remember the unicycle juggler incredibly well. Yeah. Um, hobbies you know fixing cars and you just and you remember this stuff like you take this away from the audition you literally remember the person by this by this video because it's what makes them well like you know the kid who 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 was all dressed in purple because purple was their favorite color or the kid who liked dr pepper right like the faculty (laughs) gives us a shorthand (laughs) you know the wild card video you know, oh. the, the young woman who wrote that song about whatever, you know, I mean, mm. a, a lot of them are sharing uh, work that they've created, you, you know, because they're also choreographers, they're also songwriters. And as you know, we love mm. the artists who also do other things, you know. Exactly, exactly. Or, or maybe they're passionate about political science or they're, you know, they're activists or, you know, the, those are things that are just so interesting where they you know, they traveled to India and rode an elephant. I don't know. It's so cool. <laughs> I would love to do that. I, 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 I want to I talk to somebody who did that. My final question for you is, if you could give one piece of advice to this year's applicants, what would you oh, say? Goodness, what would you say? I mean, you went through it, and now you're watching what's happening in the world and, and the the challenges that you were up against versus the challenges that this graduating class, not this high school graduating class, are going to be up against. So different. Good. So different. I mean, what would you tell them? I would tell them that you don't even need to go to school for musical theater to have a career in musical sure. theater. I would tell them that too. Right. That being said, the reason why I pursued a degree in musical theater was because I wanted to prepare myself for the longevity of this career. Yes, Um, it's about longevity and sustainability. It always is. And opportunities. And opportunity, absolutely. Family. You know, there's there's so much that goes into it besides just a degree in something. But when it comes down to it, you don't want to go to a program that you don't feel welcome at. Those rejections that you get and are bound to get because of how many students apply to these schools are pushing you in the right direction. You simply don't want to go to a school and wallow over a school that you didn't get into. Why would you? Yeah. Well, I would say I would, I would agree with you on that. And I would uh, frame it perhaps a a little differently from my perspective is that then uh, to add to what you're offering them, Mm -hmm. I would say they're not being rejected. It's not personal. Hmm. It, uh, my advice would be to know that you belong in the world as an artist. 
nobody has to give you permission to do that. That is your God-given right. That is your God-given right. And if you are called to do this, if it is your calling, it doesn't matter how many schools reject you. First of all, you only have to get into one for heaven's sake. You can't go to more than one school. So who cares? (laughs) 11 deep say no. The one that said yes, well, that's the universe telling you that that's the path you're supposed to take. That's where you're supposed to go. And you got to trust that. Yeah. Right? That don't get frightened and don't let your parents get frightened. Yeah. When you get rejected, that it means you're not supposed to do this for a living. It doesn't mean that. It's not an indication of that. It's simply an indication of numbers and statistics, right? Numbers of students that apply versus numbers of positions, right? So rejections are not about you or your ability or whether you should do this for a living. It's not reflective of that. So my advice would be stop playing the comparison game because you can't win it. There's always going to be somebody who is a, is a better dancer than me. I was terrible at dancing, Maggie. You know, that was dreadful. There's always going to be people who sing better than me. Uh-huh. There's not going to be many people that act better than me. We know this too. No, much. there's not. But, yeah, but <laughs> nonetheless, I mean, there's a few. Okay, so, but my point is like, there's room for everybody. There really is. There's and this is true everybody. regardless like, of I college was, auditions. Yeah, I was not the best singer, but I had a wonderful career. Yeah. I was a terrific actress and I was, you know, I was funny, you know, so I, 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 wore, I got the jobs that had my name on them, had the, my name on them. And it's the same with school, you guys, right? And, and just to not take it personally, and to, I guess my other advice, Max, would be try to enjoy the process. Yeah. Because, and to celebrate your wins and your victories. It's not just about the big cookie, right, of like getting into the big fancy school or Mm -hmm. getting the big fancy job or winning the award or what, you know, like it's, it really is about the process of our lives and the, and the process of doing our work and loving our work and getting to show up for an hour today and do this with you, right? Like talking about our craft and our, and our love and our commitment to the thing that you and I share in common hmm. is how much we, we love what we do. It's why we found each other. We recognized each other, yeah. right? And so trust that you will recognize the schools that are right for you. And there's more than one right school for everybody, right? There's so Trust many me. great programs. There's so many great programs. Yeah. And as you said, rightfully, not everyone is meant to, to, to go to a BFA program. Not because they're not good, not because they're not meant to be an artist, but because they're meant to, to, to get that information different ways. That's I true. did. I'm a terrific example of that. Once a Carnegie Mellon for a year and a half, and I was like, eh, it's not for me. I thought I was like, <laughs> the only school I wanted to go to, right? I was like, it's the best one. I want to go there. <laughs> I went, I was like, it is the best school. It is great. And I, and I, it's not right for me mm-hmm. because I had this amazing opportunity to go do this play and I really wanted to Great. start and, and I wanted to study with this famous teacher in New York. And, you know, like I had different things happen for me, right? Yeah. Everybody's journey is different. Mm-hmm. So I would say for them to trust themselves, trust their journey and not take those rejections as personal hits. Because mm-hmm. the same Love screw that. 
and jobs, right? Because you, you can attest for that, right? It's like, the same thing. Oh my God. It's the same it's thing. The same like, thing. You know, and any day an actor gets a job is a good day. Yes. You know, sometimes I hear the, like the kids who are auditioning, they're like, oh my God, did you hear about that kid? He got into like all 27 schools he auditioned for. I'm like, well, first of all, why are you auditioning for 27 schools? That's just stupid. Second of all, <laughs> you already hear <laughs> let's get real. Second of all, who cares? <laughs> like who cares? Like he can only go to one. Like he can only go to one of them. Here's <laughs> again, you know, like that's just the comparison game will get does. you every time. Right. Yeah, it really will. It really will. Caitlin, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and especially sharing into the college audition process and how it's being impacted by COVID. I know that this information will be really valuable. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for asking me. And to all your listeners out there, you know, as I say to my Bobcats, be well, be brave, and breathe. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, and share it to your Instagram stories so that I can see who is following along with me there. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and also hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a brand new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barrow signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.